Have you ever seen Kangaroo Jack? Fuck no. Once oh, I found fuck, out, neither have I. Once I found out that it w- didn't, act, it wasn't actually about the kangaroo. I was like, I'm not gonna fucking waste my time with this shit. Guess what? I haven't either. And this uh, is the year of seeing shit we've never seen. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of So Did You Like It, a film podcast to get lost with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts. But we're not going to be critics. We're not going to throw a number at the end of this conversation. We're just going to answer that simple question. So did you like it? I am Sir Square, and joined as always with my co-host. When I first met Square, and I thought he hated me. I didn't hate him. He hated me. I go and I ask him if we could transfer a bottle. Forget about it. We were worried about foreclosure. He says to me, just send them, send them there. I, he hated me. I didn't hate him. I just didn't know how to kiss him. I just, you know, it was, it was very contentious. I wasn't sure how this whole thing was going to go out. Little did I know, years later, we'd be hosting a podcast together with Sir Squaring over there and me over here as cars. And there's still that raw sexual tension. And that's how we met. That's how we met. That's right. We checked out uh, to continue our year of new. We checked out the film When Harry Met Sally, directed by Rob Reiner, written by Nora Ephron, starring Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan. This is a story of uh, a man and woman who meet at different times in their lives. uh, And they meet multiple times before they even decide to be friends, with the main premise of. Harry, Billy Crystal's character, saying that men and women cannot platonically be friends. Uh, to be honest, like, it's a film that you see referenced a lot. Like, I always, like, when, when I talk to people about, like, movies, sooner or later, someone's going to bring up when Harry met Sally. Because, like, everyone, everyone talks about the diner scene, obviously. Yeah. That and there's the, uh, that one line that he gives that you hear in, like, every, like multi like sitcom with the whole like you know when you find the person you want to spend the rest of your life with you want the rest of your life to start immediately or as soon as possible yeah there you go yeah no it's it's i you were the one that actually recommended this movie in the in the so did you like it chat when we were listing films uh that we wanted to check out and i thought it was interesting because like honestly like when it comes to the 80s time period like it's kind of a hit or miss with me with movies um, that's why I kind of like, I don't know, like, I, sometimes I'm like really into the 80s vibe and then sometimes I'm just like really not into it. I feel like when Harry met Sally, like as we were watching, it's just like, this kind of feels almost like a timeless movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, it, um, it's a cute movie, but it's, it's. I'm gonna I'm gonna come off very like you know like oh old man like movies nowadays am I right but like I like it because it was like short it was like you know short like movies back then where, oh, yeah. where it's like just, the state sorry keep going my bad just like an hour and a half or so but it didn't feel short because our characters had time to breathe and kind of develop <laughs> yeah I. I think it was pretty interesting that the state of the podcast for us now is at the point where, like, when you and I pick a new movie or we decide what we're watching, like, I usually will look it up beforehand. Not to, like, look up plot or anything, but just to, like, 
get vibe on like director stars everything so we can start building the conversation and i'll i texted kaz as soon as i looked it up i was just like hey kaz this movie's only an hour and 36 minutes and it was just like hallelujah hallelujah <laughs> like the amount of movies that are p- pushing two hours is ridiculous like look matthew vaughn I, I love I love a lot of your work. I think you're great. I think you're great. Sometimes you're hit or miss, but I still think you're great. Argyle is a spy comedy thriller in theaters right now as we're recording the podcast. Could you give me an explanation why you think a movie like that needs to be two hours and 20 minutes? Can you tell me why your movie needs to be as long as a Star Wars movie? Oh, good. You're talking to fictional people. I thought I was supposed to answer that. I was like, ooh. <laughs> yes, Kaz, answer for Matthew Vaughn now. <laughs> I've never even heard of this movie. I don't know what to say. So, like, to come into this movie is really refreshing to know that, like, hey, we're going to go to bed at a normal time, even though it's a Saturday night. <laughs> uh, we're, we're in our, our 30s. I oh, am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost there, and I'm just like, look, I, I can't. I can't, all right? I got to go to bed. <laughs> But I also was kind of excited to watch this movie because even though, like, he, I never saw him in person in, like, film or anything, Billy Crystal was a big part of my childhood due to Monsters, Inc. Had you not seen any other movies with him? Not really, I think. Oh, like, okay. let, me, let me go through Billy Crystal's... I grew uh, up watching the City Slicker movies, which, by the way... So we have like that one the, the the guy in here who's like Billy Crystal's like best friend in here. I was like, man, that guy looks familiar. I think he just plays like the best friend in like movies back then. I think if memory serves right, I think he plays the best friend to Billy Crystal in City Slickers. Oh my god, that's so great. <laughs> uh okay, he's in print The Princess Bride, and I've seen The Princess Bride. Uh, oh, yeah, oh he's in the epic version of Hamlet, and I have actually seen that. Uh, it still doesn't yeah. count, but I, I've seen Howl's Moving Castle, and I that was another big part of my childhood, so another yeah. thing I knew him from. But, he, but yeah, he's fun. That's that's really all I knew him from was the animated Quit stuff. Dry. Oh, just animated stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but his comedic delivery is perfect. Yeah, he's great. So I was excited to see an actual, like, Billy Crystal movie where like he was the star and like I've I've seen the iconic fit you know where you see the picture of him and Meg Ryan he's like squatting he's got jeans like I don't know like white Nikes or something or Adidas and just like just the comfy baggy knit sweater just like I want to live that life you know I want to live that comfy Billy Crystal life (laughs) there you go that's what we all should aspire to the comfy Billy Crystal life and also, um, Meg Ryan. I love Meg Ryan I, in Top Gun, so it was good to see her in something else besides Top Gun. Meg Ryan was in Top Gun? Wasn't she? Yeah, she was in Top Gun. Yeah. She's, is she supposed to be the... What? No, she's not the main... She's not the main um, love interest. She's... Oh, okay. uh, she, I believe she's Goose's wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's Goose's wife in Top Gun. Yeah, I'll be honest. I haven't seen as many uh, Meg Ryan movies. I think. I mean, I could sure I could go down like her um, filmography and all that stuff, but uh, I just don't think I've seen that many. Um, she's very charming in this. Um, she's good. It turns out she was like America's darling for a reason, <laughs> you know, at the time. Oh yeah, she was America's darling. Yeah, she was. You know, yeah, she was kind of the butt of the joke for being in every fucking rom com and all that. 
Um, but you know, I thought it was like I, I don't know. I we we went into this movie with basically no information besides like the clips we had seen throughout our lives, probably. And like I was very surprised with the chemistry between these two actors. Yeah, they're both great. I think her care. I think I I kind of relate to like you can relate to these characters mm-hmm. i think i relate to her a little bit more just because she seems like more uh she seems like she's uh, i mean they all have like their f- kind of flaws and their better way of dealing with things than the other like they have you know they have their strengths and their flaws but i feel like she needs less character growth than billy crystal's character or harry i feel like i can relate more to harry i love it it's interesting as podcast hosts of course we're like this uh but not because like i find myself as the cool billy crystal but like i i understand why harry acts the way he does like he's just kind of hiding himself behind his humor you know constantly throughout this movie like yeah he'll you only actually see true character growth from Harry, like probably halfway through this movie after his wife has divorced him and he's run back into Sally and he wants to be friends with her and asks if it's too late to apologize. And then throughout the movie, whenever he messes up, he immediately realizes he messes up and apologizes. And like, I like that growth. Cause like that is something that like I would have to work on for a while, you know, and it oh, yeah, it same. felt good seeing that kind of like represented. Yeah, because <laughs> when you first meet him, he sucks. <laughs> yeah, he really does. Like by the end of the movie, like he is like he's still gonna mess up because he's a he's a fast talker. He doesn't always think before he speaks, and you can tell. Uh, but you can tell like he also truly cares about this woman by the end of the movie and would do anything for her. And uh, well, I think he just doesn't. I think he just can't see himself without her at that point. Yeah. Um, oh my god! One of the, I gotta say, one of the cutest scenes in this film is when they're on the phone together watching Casablanca. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, love they, that sequence. I mean, throughout the movie, they have a fun back and forth of like you know, they meet each other. He's a little obnoxious to her. She's kind of a little like high strung, like. She's weird in this movie, and I'll get into that in a bit. But yeah. like in a bit, but like when they like run into each other in the few, you know, years down the line, either he doesn't remember her name, she doesn't remember saying this, or he, you know, you know. So it's like they they remember things about each other that the other one doesn't even remember saying, and or you know, uh, you know, they they're just yeah. It's a believable uh, kind of relationship of people who are like, yeah, we met once, like you know. Maybe something uh, like a uh, some kind of uh, information would have stuck, but like you know, not, you don't remember everything that you from a conversation you had with someone just like once, or at least I don't. Shit, my memory's bad. I I could have the same conversation five times with someone. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I love how those like little moments show how much each one has actually thought about the other, like those brief moments they met. Yeah. In their lives before, like they became friends, because I I really did also like the like way they did time in this movie because when you're introduced to the characters at the very beginning, you can tell like their lives are really kind of just starting off like they just graduated college and they're about to go start a real their careers in like the big city in NYC, um, and then they jump five years later where they meet again for uh, after never seeing each other again after that. And they have another conversation. 
And then it's another gotta, five years. Well, in that jump, she's got a she's got a relationship, and she's starting her career. And I think he's engaged. He's engaged, yeah. And like, of course, we should probably talk about like the state of their like where they are in these points. But I just wanted to like go over that fact that just like they oh, pushed okay. like that much in terms of like showing sometimes how much time is needed for people too, and that like. It isn't impossible to realize that the people that, like, you had, like, a bad experience with once might actually turn out to be some of your best friends in the future. Yeah, it's funny, because initially you would think these people would be terrible for each other. But, you know, it's also, like, one of those, isn't that, like, the romance comedy trope? Which I think even uh, Carrie Fisher's character calls out. Because at one time she seems like, ugh, now it's that guy. He doesn't even remember my name, and he's kind of, like, annoying or whatever. He's kind of a dick. Uh, you shouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I mean, isn't that a classic trope? Like, oh, we hate each other and this and that. And then they fall in love. Yeah. And she calls it out. She's just like, ooh, Sparks. Which, oh, we didn't mention Carrie Fisher was in this movie. I absolutely adore her in this movie. Yeah. I love yeah, seeing she- Carrie Fisher in anything outside of Star Wars. She, she's great, but her character is good in that uh, way that, like, I would not get along with this person in real life. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, like, it's it's great to see a situation where, like, <laughs> you know what? Both of them, like, the way that, like, the best friends end up together in this movie is just, like, I'm so yeah. glad that they could fix each other. Yeah, they're so good for each other. I don't want to be anywhere near them. The moment he says the line, wow, I've never had someone quote me to me before, I'm like, "Eh." Wow, could you talk about me some more to me? (laughs) Oh my god, I've never never quoted a magazine before. It's like fate. Yeah, I'm like, uh, and his taste in... tables (laughs) hey what's wrong with the country aesthetic wagon wheel glass table (laughs) if you haven't seen this movie you need to go look up what i'm looking because i'm not going to explain this table to you other than that what did how did billy crystal refer to it like something like this roy rogers ass (laughs) wagon wheel (laughs) it's just like i thought you liked it i was being nice He was having a breakdown. He was having a hard time. But okay, let's. I guess we should probably start talking about the actual like sequences, so people have maybe a little bit more context. Yeah, let me go back to to Sally being weird. Now here's the thing: I like weird. I find weird endearing, but. She's got that kind of like type A personality where, like, when she goes to order, it's like a very specific. Like, I'm the person who doesn't like to make waves, and you know, and I don't want to cause people like undue like annoyance. And so when she does her orders, it's everything on the side. This must be heated, and I want this with it on the side. If you don't have this, then don't bother heating it up. But I still want it, and then and so yeah. What was it? Okay, wait, 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 wait. I want the house salad with the balsamic vinaigrette on the side. And I want apple pie a la mode. And I want the pie heated, but I want the ice cream on the side. But if you want, but I want strawberry. If you don't have strawberry, the vanilla. If you don't have either, or if you just have vanilla, I want whipped cream. But I don't want, I want real whipped cream. If it comes out of a can, I don't want whipped cream at all. And I don't want any of it. It's just like, and you want the pie? Yes, but not heated. Yeah, I I I think I would just explode out of sheer embarrassment if, like, I was with someone who was that pedantic <laughs> about their orders. I don't I'm think like I could. There, I, could I, I could last. I don't think I could last. I try to like have my order ahead of time when I get somewhere or before the waiter or waitress comes, and 
I, uh, you know, Kaz, could you tell your Boss Bagel story? <laughs> I want as little uh, changes as possible. I alright. Am I really getting into this? Alright. <laughs> just to just to let the audience know what there's we're talking about here so bagel. they know they understand you here. <laughs> there's a bagel place nearby, and I always order the same thing, which is just like a certain type of bagel with a certain schmear. Occasionally they have like y- y- different um specialty sandwiches mm-hmm. and i thought i'll get myself a little treat i want to get this sandwich but i don't want these two treat. things yeah yeah a little kaz treat <laughs> i don't want these things on it and it would be cool if they added bacon and so when i gave them the order i said there you go this is like the most most i'll ever like kind of like ask for like specialty things i was so proud of places. him he was being so assertive so I went over there and I asked, like, oh, yeah, can I have it like this and this and, you know, all that stuff. And they said, well, why don't you just order, you know, that's pretty much like this sandwich, except it, we, you just uh, take this out. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess if that's easier, then I'll just do that. Yeah, I'll have that. That's, that sounds way easier. And they fucked up my order so bad that I was like, I can never show my face here ever again. I felt embarrassed that I had gone into specifics on what I wanted for this thing. And they said, no, you're ordering it wrong, idiot. Just do this. And they still fucked it up. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just, you know, this is what happens when we stray from God's life. You, just, you, pick, you try to get a special, you try to get a special, special bangle sandwich. And then you, you, you the, you get fucked. You get fucked in the ass, and you're just like, I, I did, I didn't ask for this. I just wanted a bagel. <laughs> so you see why I could never sit with anyone who has an order so specific as to this lady. Now let's get into why, how else she's weird, and take the heat off of me. Days of the week undies. Oh, I love this. Oh my I fucking god, I love this. Is the dumbest thing, and Sheldon, you dodged a bullet, I think. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, when Billy Crystal, at the beginning, asks her why she's not with her boyfriend Sheldon anymore, <laughs> she says that that the re- that she had the reason was something he couldn't believe, like that like Sheldon wouldn't believe him about something, and that she had days of the week underwear. Underwear with the days of the week stitched on the band, or stitched in the underwear, right? She thought it was funny. She thought it was a little cute. Which, you know what? I can't fault you for that. But then uh, Sheldon notices that there's only six pairs. And he asks, where's Sunday? Where's Sunday? Where did you leave it? Where did you put it? Probably thinking she's cheating. <laughs> and Sally Deadpan tells the truth to Bill- to Harry that the company doesn't make uh, underwear for Sunday. Because that's God's day. Because <laughs> it's for God. I I don't understand this. <laughs> because on Sundays, you need to be I, naked for God I, as God intended. God wants you to go commando to, 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 to church. Yeah, no, wear clothes over, <laughs> over yourself, but always no. go commando no. to church. No, he wants you to hear... The screeching of of cheeks on lamin on, on 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 you know furniture on the, 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 what is it the pews that have that shit that makes it like extra like I forgot what it's called I'm blanking when you walk into the church he wants to hear the slapping of balls on your thigh 
as you make your way to your pew and you take communion for the Lord. That's how I did it. <laughs> oh, so, going to hell. The days of the week pants, I think, would ruin my life. Like, if someone... I, I can't. If someone bought me days... I don't know what I would do if I had those. Like, would I wear the... Would I look at... I'd open my drawer every day and I'd look at them and be like, I... I think I have to, but I don't want to. No, but just, like you know, I go the opposite you know, way and you... we're like Friday for Monday just to be an asshole. Yeah, I knew, I knew it. Like that's gonna be if if you had the days of the week underwear, Kaz, your midlife crisis is you're wearing the fucking Wednesday underwear yeah, on Monday. Break my mind, I can't. And so, mm, I, you know, <laughs> feel like you're a rebel again. It's it's too much. <laughs> But uh, other than that, she's very charming and she's very cool. I actually like her character a lot. No, I'm just imagining Kaz. You're putting on you're putting on the wrong day underwear while listening to Rage Against the Machine. Just tell everyone to fuck off. That's your big fucking fuck you to everybody. Sorry, sorry. I yeah, I, I don't yeah. <laughs> you okay? You okay, buddy? I don't know what I would do. It would break my mind trying to decide how I should how I should approach these undies. I couldn't. I couldn't. And then, like and the if, greatest Christmas you have is the next Christmas after you got these undies, where someone gifts you a pair of normal undies, and you're like, "Oh, thank God, I can go back to living a normal life." If it if it didn't have Sunday, I would simply have to buy a pair of undies to stitch the word Sunday onto them. I'm going to fuck it up. It's going to be spelled wrong. I would love for you to do that at work, too. Like, I just walk into the store, and you're just there with your kit, just sewing Sunday into your undies. Yeah. With little crosses so everyone knows it's the Lord's Day. Of course. Obviously. (laughs) Oh. Oh, so how else is she annoying? I didn't say she was annoying. Oh, not annoying. Weird. Those are just a bridge too far for me as far as weirdness is. Um, uh, it's mostly those. Like I said, honestly, she her character is very charming and very likable. Um, and uh, you know, she... even some of the like the the weird bits is just it's it's fun weird, you know. <laughs> uh, she is that foil to Harry's character though, because when you're introduced to Harry, like as soon as this movie starts, Sally's pulling up into a car to pick up Harry, who all she knows is that she's about to drive with her. Uh, friend's boyfriend since they're both going to New York and Harry is just full blown tongue making out with his girlfriend Amanda for everyone to see like that's how you're introduced to Harry and then he does the whole like you know like oh I love you more like I miss you already like I'll see you soon they start tonguing each other some more and at this point Sally's already just like okay fuck this just start tonguing the horn and which I would have done that too you know as we all know and have learned from Romeo and Juliet, you gotta hose down your teenagers. Absolutely. Uh, and then, like, oh my god, dude. One of the things, like, as soon as the drive starts, you see, like, Harry start rifling through the back seat. For it. Like, I don't know why, but this man packed in his bag a full, like, bundle of grapes. Just still on the vine grapes, basically. Like, he's he's ready to go. Takes a bite of one of them, offers some to Sally. She's like, no, I don't eat in between meals. Understandable. Then spits the seed straight onto the window. 
And then he says, like, oh, I'll roll down the window. Like I don't care if he favor. says that now. I would have stopped the fucking car and kicked this dude out. Yeah, I'm just saying, it comes off like an asshole because he makes it sound like he's doing her a favor. Like, I'll roll down the window. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, not even I'm sorry. Like, I'm rolling down the window. Like, I did. Sorry, I didn't realize you didn't pre-roll down the window for my grape eating. He's an asshole. And then, yeah, they have that conversation of, well, they have, like, weird conversations, which, once again, is, like, a fucking just stupid little edgy teen. Uh, I thought it was very funny um, because it was me in, like, high school and college where it's just, like, just two dipshits, like, compare, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I have a dark side. I'm real dark. Like, I read the last page of a book because in case I die, that way I at least knew how it ended. It's like, I'm that dark. I'm like... This is silly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's just like, how often do you think about death? Like, not that. I think about it like seven times a day. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I still kind of do, but I don't exactly brag about it. It's just depressing. Man. Oh, my God. If Billy Crystal grew up as a millennial, <laughs> he would have been in the emo phase. <laughs> or no, if Harry would have grown up in the millennial age, he would have been that emo listening to My Couple Room. It's just like, yeah, I think about death all the time. Yeah. Oh, what so. was... Okay, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing about Harry. So, like, Harry is an asshole. But do you honestly think that Harry made a pass at Sally that night? Because there's a sequence where, like, they finish up their dinner and everything, and she's doing the math on what each one would owe. And he just flat out says that uh, she's attractive. And doesn't even, she doesn't, he doesn't say this in a, like, like fucked up way, he just he straight up says, you know, you're a very attractive woman, and that Amanda didn't tell him that she was attractive, so she was like, maybe she doesn't think I'm attractive. I was just like, no, that can't be the case, because like, with like empirically, he's basically saying like with evidence to like society, like you would be an attract, considered an attractive woman, and that's when she starts immediately accusing him of like making a pass at her, like trying to solicit sex from her. When, like, sex was never kind of brought up into the conversation. But it's also, like, is do you believe he was implying that he's trying to seduce her in that moment? I think it's a little bit of, like, uh, the, I think it's a little bit of, like, trying to play that game or putting it out, you know, putting it out in the field. Like, you know, kind of nagging her a little bit, but also, like, uh, you know, saying these kinds of things and kind of gauging her reaction. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think he was like, oh, definitely want to have sex with this woman, but it's one of those, like, you know, throw throw a couple of suggest suggestions out there or sort of say a couple of things and, you know, hey, see how she reacts, you know. He's Would trying to be... down to DTF? Is, is he one of those Jewish guys like, can I conquer this woman? He kind of seems like the kind it of does, guy... He does, right? Way early on. <laughs> he kind of... I just thought it'd be an interesting question to ask because, like, as I was watching the movie, it's just like, I wonder if some people would imply that he did. Like, even he does admit that he did technically make a pass at her. But I just thought it was an interesting situation where it's just like, would you as an outside observer consider that as a pass? Uh, yeah, I mean, what, once again, I think it's... it's um... Like one of those things, like kind of testing the water, dipping mm -hmm. your toes in kind of thing. You know, he may not have been like outward about it, but it's one of those like, well, how does she react? You know, oh, do I think I stand a chance with this kind of kind of, kind of thing? And I really like how you put it with just like he negged her a little bit too first before throwing the attractive yeah. part out there. And then also tried to make it seem it was just like, 
Ah, uh, you know, this is just a straight fact that you should have already known. You're the dumb one for not knowing this. Yeah. I did like that he also kind of implied that with his tone. Oh, but and but after that, like they have the the, the titular conversation. Like uh, Harry says, women like men and women cannot be friends because men will just want to sleep with every single one of their women friends, mm-hmm. and that there's like no way to get around it. Don't think is true, but uh, true watching the movie, I don't think. Even though they did have a long. Uh, friendship between them. I don't know. I kind of always got like a hint in the movie that there, you know, there was always some kind of romantic attraction there. Yeah. Some there was always like some kind of wanting or longing that he had. So I don't think that he was ever able to be her friend without wanting more <laughs> out but of it. Whether also, it's relationship w- or sex, you know. Wait, I do want to say that. So, like, I did watch this movie again today. Uh, like, I literally finished watching it, like, uh, about, like, two and a half hours ago. And uh, after they meet the second time, when... Okay, so I got to go a little bit ahead. So what you guys need to know for context is after this conversation, they don't meet again for five years. And when we see them again, uh, Sally has just started a relationship with a man named Joe Harry is engaged to a woman named, I don't remember what her name Helen was. Helen or something? Helen, that's right. Her name something was Helen. H, I think. Uh, so, then another five years pass, and that's when the story kind of, like, this is where we're going to stay in the timeline now. And uh, at this point, Sally and Joe have broken up, and we don't really know why. They just say they wanted different things. And Harry, his his wife is divorcing him uh, because she's in love with another man. So when they run into each other again for the first time, it's at a bookstore. And Harry's not even being an ass about it. Sally doesn't – Sally notices Harry and doesn't want to talk to him because of the past times. But he goes up and starts the conversation and even asks, like, how is Joe? And that's when she admits they're not dating. And she asks, how's married life? And he's just like, I'm getting a divorce. And he asks the question of, like, what happened to you? And then we cut away to them having, like, the conversation of what happened to both of them during their relationships, right? Yeah. And you could tell they had a meal. And then you can see them walking after the meal together and everything. That is when Meg Ryan, as Sally, stops, turns to Harry and asks... Do you want to get dinner sometime? Do you want to get dinner with me sometime? But Harry says, uh, you know, like, are you asking, like, are you, are we actually starting to be friends? And you can see her face fall a little bit. I honestly think in that moment, she was asking him on a date. Sure. Yeah. I mean, she's probably feeling pretty raw from a breakup. <laughs> But like, but it's also to show that like your i that like your comment about like there was always kind of tension between them, like there yeah. was some romantic tension, that was there for Sally as well, yeah. because again, she couldn't remember the name of the girl Harry was dating at the beginning of the movie. Like it takes a while for her to remember, but she yeah. remember Harry. She does remember him. Yeah. And you can you know she spent way more time with Amanda than she did with Harry. Mm-hmm. He only spent 18 hours with Harry. 
does feel like a. I mean, you definitely do remember someone if you do like a long trip like that with them. That's but, true. Uh, yeah. I, I See, yeah, I guess I would remember some things, but like the fact that like remembered his name and everything. Yeah. Like, and then you could tell also that like when he got a full look at like Joe's new girlfriend, he was like, "Oh shit, I know this girl. I gotta leave." Yeah. Uh, but no, you're right, and I think that scene for Sally also shows that there was tension between the two characters. Yeah, and it's it's so funny, like, the dynamics of the relationships. There's so much to talk about this movie, so I'm trying to, like, get, really get some stuff in there. But, like, you know, so Harry's arc kind of starts with, like, him just being kind of a bit of a player. Like, he's not really that committed to his girlfriend who's, you know, her friend is giving him a ride, and he's already kind of sounds like he's not even that committed to her in that car ride, talking about how men and women can't be friends. Uh, then he goes to being engaged, and even when he's engaged, he kind of sounds like... Uh, you know, hey, you know, you get tired of just kind of messing around, you find someone to settle you down kind of thing. You know, it doesn't even sound like he's that committed. But when she divorces him, he he is affected by it. This is someone that he thought he would spend his life with. Um, you know, even if he made it sound like he was kind of nonchalant about it. Because, yeah, he's messed up by this in that he's kind of pretty heartbroken in that scene, like you said, where she kind of seems like she's trying to initiate. He's still kind of processing this divorce that hasn't quite gone through. And so I don't think he's ready for, you know, that at the time. And then, uh, as I said before, like, when they have that scene about the stupid uh, wagon wheel table, uh, he explodes. He cannot, he is incapable of controlling himself uh, while he is warning this newly, you know, and I don't think they're married by then, but, like, this new couple who's, I think, going to get married uh, about, like, the faults in his marriage and, you know, how it fucked him up and, like, oh, yeah, you're gonna regret this and that and make sure to put your names on everything. I'm just trying to warn you about, the you know, the things that happened with me and my failed marriage and all that stuff. Um, so it very much oh, affected yeah. him. Yeah, like, it was in that sequence with, um, they're, like, two best friends have now moved in together. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, like, you have to also kind of give context, like what happened to him right before that sequence. So, like, he's really trying to keep it together oh, with the divorce. Yeah. But oh, this is the most embarrassing thing ever. So he's in a techno, he's in a tech store with Sally, finds a karaoke machine, and they he just starts singing like a jaunty kind of musical esque song, and gets Sally to sing with him. Turns around, his ex wife is just dead ass walking straight towards him with her new man on her arm to just say hi. And you know, she doesn't even love him. She doesn't care about him. She has no ounce of feeling for Harry. She just wanted to let him know. She wanted to see his face. He saw, she saw a man out there having fun and was just like, oh, I gotta stop that. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's the case. In my head, I'm just like, I don't know. Sometimes people just like that. They want to go say hi and all that stuff. And she saw that he was singing with someone, so it might have just been like, oh, look, he's moved on kind of thing. Just say hi. It um, hadn't been a year yet. Yeah. yeah. It hadn't been know. a year yet. And, like, remember how he explained what happened, too. Like, she decided to divorce him, like, and leave him for an entire week, set up movers to show up before even telling him. And then, like, yeah. as soon as she tells him, and, like, before they can even talk about it, she's just like, well, I got a guy that I can sublet an apartment. And then the movers already show up, like, within that sentence ending. 
Yeah, yeah, no, it's fucked up, and look, I'm not ready to, like, die on the hill defending this lady, <laughs> but, uh, I, I don't know, I just, there's not an occasion where she could have, like, approached him while she was with her man anyways, and it just not come off as, like, I guess weird for him. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't care if she tried to argue good intentions, it's not even been a year, you know that this was gonna go bad if you're a smart person, like, you should have known, you just wanted to cause a fight. I'm not a social person. I don't know what it's like to want to go up to anyone and say hi. <laughs> I just want to so, justify Harry's breakdown, which he does apologize for. He does apologize yeah, for it. Yeah, he, he does and he doesn't all, break um, anything or like get super violent, but he's just like he's a man in pain because he misses I, the companionship of his wife. See, I kind of really, really like this like friendship scene between him and Sally at this point because like she's arguing with him. He kind of says some nasty things to her, telling her like, "Oh yeah, you don't have any emotions. Like you know, how come you haven't you know broken down and you know gotten upset mm-hmm. about your your relationship or you you know the, the the guy you were with and all that?" And she's very calmly just kind of like kind of gives him you know, gives it back to him and all that stuff, and then he just like kind of has like this very sweet like, "Hey." Hey, I want to apologize. I don't feel good about this, whatever. And they just hug it out. It's so sweet. It's so beautiful. And then at the same time, you see, like, you see the best friend leave their his apartment with, like, his new apartment he's sharing with the woman he's going to marry, like, without the, with the wagon wheel coffee table. He's like, don't say a word. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, fellas. But, like, when you get married, when you find the one, that stuff you think you are going to keep forever. Nah, dude. <laughs> She probably has better taste. And yeah, the big fucked up neon light you're hanging in your fucking room, it's not staying. Yeah, sorry. You're you're an artist, like paint printed or canvas printed superhero portraits. Yeah, they're not staying. (laughs) No, they're not going. They're not even going to go into your dude cave. She's not even going to allow that. The life size poster you got of Margot Robbie is not going to stay in the marriage. (laughs) <laughs> Unless she is also a huge fan of Margot Robbie, and it's only because you respect Margot Robbie as an actress. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, that's why dudes will have the poster hanging in their room. Honestly, uh, dude, like the concept of movie like star posters, I've never liked them. I have one poster of Doctor Sleep. Other than that, everything else is like no, no, no. no. Like movie movie posters are fine, but like. Posters of just like actors, like like uh, they're they're like model shots or they're like uh, red carpet shots, like not even their characters. It's just like I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. You are you are trashing the boy from Lost Boys who had like all those dudes on his wall, man. Listen, they were aspiring to him. <laughs> all right, look, you're not setting a high bar when you were talking about the kids from the Lost Boys. <laughs> The only high point from that movie is Sexy Sax Man, and you know this. How We've talked about it so you. many times. How dare you? That movie is a gem. Uh, <laughs> I still believe! Alright. Uh, so, <laughs> we should go into uh, Sally's uh, bit of an arc that she has. Because, yeah, like, oh, like, uh, like Harry says, she doesn't mourn that much, at least outwardly at first. Um, so, yeah, she... Uh, like I said, she... She seems a bit like white, uh, tightly wound, but like she doesn't seem to have as big of a change as he does from the years jumping. She seems much more mature, 
and much more uh, sure of her, like, you know, what she wants and what she likes. And that doesn't seem to change too much from years to years, but she does get in a relationship with someone who's, I guess, for the radio station, or not the radio station, the news station she works for. Uh, and then, you know, they break up, and she, it's one of those, like, she says she's handling it, she's over it, but it's one of those, like, she says it too much kind of thing, where you're like, I don't know that she is, or even if she is, I feel like there's some lingering feelings there. Yeah, but honestly, like, I, I, I do, what I like about Sally is, and Meg Ryan's performance is, in the conversation, or the scene where they're having their conversation about, like, where they are after they've separated after, which she just broke up with joe and he just like ended it with helen like when she's explaining that story about how um she's they talked about how like they loved their relationship because they decided they never wanted to get married because they wanted to always be able to have sex on the kitchen floor and just go to rome whenever they want and they would always hear from their friends that had kids about them bitching about how they never have sex with their partners anymore and she finally realizes in a moment when taking care of one of her friend's kids that she does want a family, but Joe doesn't want a family, and that's why they break up. But as Meg Ryan is explaining this entire sequence, her eyes are so overbright. Like she plays the woman holding back the tears so well to where like she won't even wipe her she won't even like hide it behind a hand. She won't even sniffle. Like she is holding back tears with the full strength of God behind her, because she is not going to show weakness to this man after this what just happened to her. shall not yield. It's, it's, it's great. It's it's incredible to see. Like, you, the, every yeah. time the light shines on her eyes, you're just like, is she about to, is it going to, wait, is she? No, wait, huh? Yeah. It's so great good. glassy eyes. She gives such great glassy eyes. And then we have the the incredible scene where she finally does break down because the, the Joe who who broke up who they broke up with because they didn't want to get married is getting married, and she has this wonderful wonderful like uh, moment a little breakdown where she's crying and she calls Harry and asks him to come over because she really needs someone to comfort her, and as someone who was engaged but didn't quite make the uh, finish line. It, yeah, I'm dragging that one out again. Uh, it's <laughs> very good, complex emotion that when she explains, like, I don't want him. Like, I don't want him back or anything like that. I wouldn't take him back. But why wasn't I marriage marriable? Like, what was wrong with me? And that is such a complex feeling of, like, yeah, I do know that feeling. It's fucked up. It's hard. And it's I do know what's wrong with me now, but it took a while. And yeah. frankly, I'm going to be 40 someday. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I get where you're coming from. Like, it's 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 a, it's a an incredible sequence she pulls off, too, when, like, she lets the character finally break. And one of the things that really sets it off for her, too, because she knew that Joe would someday get married. She even says that she knew that. But yeah. what really set this off for her was that Joe married the immediate next woman he dated. Oh yeah. So it wasn't that he didn't want to get married. It's just he knew he never wanted to marry her. Yeah. Yeah, and that sucks, man. And that sucks. <laughs> That's I love the line. Also, she gives he was supposed she was supposed to be his transitional phase, not his uh, 
not, not his uh, one. Not the one. Ever. Yeah, not the not, one. Not the perfect person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they. Uh, it's. I love that scene so much. <laughs> you know, one of the things about this movie is like, yes, by the end of the film, Harry and Sally get together, but did you know they actually recorded a sequence where they didn't? Apparently, it didn't test well, but honestly, like, I feel like that ending probably would have aged better. That's, all, that's, a, that's one thing about this movie that I kind of don't like, is it also proves Harry right by the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what I mentioned at the beginning w- yeah. or earlier when I when I said, like, yeah, I think men and women can be friends. I don't think there was ever a moment where Harry was ever just on the only friends, uh, I guess, mindset. Even when they said, like, hey, I guess we're friends now kind of thing. Which they yeah, do. Like, they do have incredible moments of friendship. That's just yeah. genuine friendship without any romance or sexual tension. But I don't know. I just feel like for Harry, it's just one of those things that was always going to be a lingering thought. And and then they get together. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I love how you talked about like those good moments of friendship. Because going back to the Casablanca scene, I love how when they're talking over the phone, like he's just saying things, just like, "Yeah, I just can't sleep. I haven't been sleeping." was watching Leave It to Beaver in Spanish at 4 a.m. because I just miss uh, Helen so much. And then he, she goes, was like, I went to bed at 7.30 last night. And he just goes, ah, that's the good thing about depression. At least you get you rested. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like those genuine moments felt so real between the two of them. So I kind of wish we could have seen the sequence where, like, maybe they didn't end up together. They ended up with other people, but they still remained really good friends. And you know what's really funny is, like, so when they have the scene where he goes to comfort her, and uh, they end up sleeping together, uh, I am a little bit on, like, okay, so it's a very complex kind of scene to kind of dissect, but it seems like she has no regrets with it at first, and she's Mm -hmm. all for, like, you know, this, this had to happen, and, you know, honestly, she seems happy with it. He's the one that has this death stare of, I think I fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) I think I fucked up our friendship. and So, so here's, the, acted- here's the thing I wanted to ask you about that, though, because I really like how you brought this up. Do you think he felt that way because you think he really fucked up? Or do you think he felt that way because he was afraid of her saying that they had fucked up? I think, yeah, honestly, that's a, that's a good qu- uh, good question. I didn't really think about that. Um, I In my head, it was always like, oh, shit, I fucked up. Like, this might change our friendship kind of thing or change our dynamic and are, are we ready you know or can they even do that is is that even allowed kind of thing yeah uh and i think in doing that he might have gotten in his own head and he started acting cold and that's when she started i think that's that's when when she started notice him fall into the patterns that he had told him about that he the way he deals with other women that he slept with yeah i think that's when she started feeling like oh no Oh, yeah, he definitely was the one that kicked off the bad feeling. She was ready to dive into this because Sally was the one that kind of knew it was right, but, like, she was afraid, while Harry just kind of didn't want to ever admit it. Yeah, and that's why when they're, like, looking, both looking in the mirror in this, like, montage, they're looking at themselves separately in the mirror, and he says, like, I need her, I, ho- I need her to say that it was a mistake first. And she's looking in the mirror saying, like, I need to just come out and say it was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. And that she should say it first because she wants the power of being able to say it first, which you can understand in this situation. As she's definitely well, feeling really hurt right now. He's feeling super confused. And, and, and yeah, I think the part of the reason why he wants her to say it first is I don't think that he thinks it is a mistake. He 
I think he that's when he realizes that he does love her and he you know he he doesn't exactly think it is a mistake so that's why he I think he wants her to say it first yeah and I also like you probably have to think there's some residual fear of like you know he still thinks about his ex-wife and like he doesn't want this to turn into that situation again yeah because you can tell he probably loves this he loves Sally more than he's ever loved Helen yeah, yeah, like I, I like I mentioned, like when he first talks about it, he kind of sounds like he's just nonchalant, like, oh yeah, you know, you gotta settle sometime, kind of thing. You know what I feel like really shows, uh, kind of proof on how much they care each other, about each other on a deeper level besides just like romantic. Yeah. When they tried to set each other up with their best friends, and they were being honest about it too, they weren't trying to like. Oh, let me just set you up with someone I don't think you'll be well with. Like they were both really trying to set these two up. We're trying to throw the questions at each other, and even though it didn't work, like it was an honest attempt because they do yeah. want to see each other happy. It's just when they finally did end up in relationships, they realized they didn't want to see each other happy. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those kind of like both at a different time in their life where they're constantly like kind of missing uh, each other kind of thing where. Mm-hmm. You know, she'll see he's in a relationship, and she's like, she's a little too young, and he doesn't even like sweets. Why is he with a baker? <laughs> yeah. He's just like, I don't know. Guy's too tall. I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> it's like, well, hey, we had a great time at, like, the basketball games. Y'all went to the basketball game? She doesn't that, even like basketball. That is another thing, though, because it does seem like he's slowly kind of being edged out of out of his friendship with, like... Uh, you know, with, with all that, because now why wasn't he invited game. to the basketball game? They go to the basketball game without him, and then he—I don't even think he was invited to the New Year's party at the very end. She was, but he wasn't. He decided he wanted to stay I, at home and watch I, Dick Clark. Honestly, I actually implied that I took the implication that he was invited, but decided not to go because he knew Sally would be there. Oh, I don't know. I, I, in my head, I was like, I was thinking like, wow, yeah. I think he's just slowly kind of losing his, uh, you know, one guy friend because, you know, I think Carrie Fisher's a stronger friend to Sally <laughs> than, uh, than that guy was to Harry. <laughs> yeah, and I, I can get that, but I really think it was a situation that Harry chose not to go because he yeah. knew they'd run into each other. That might because be remember, he knew where to find her at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. He did know where she was. That's true. Oh, my gosh. You know, it was also weird because, like, he's explaining his friendship with Sally to his, to his uh, you know, dude friend. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, you could just talk, just talk to her. I could tell her stuff that, like, you know, I couldn't tell you. And, like, one of the things, one of the, the uh, examples he gives is how he made a girl meow in bed. Uh, yeah. Which, which, one, sounds like an incredible story. Two, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that does sound like a story that a dude would tell another dude over, like a dude uh, other than like a f- f- girlfriend kind of. Yeah, thing. the guy's reaction said it all too, because like as he's talking about it, it's just like I could say stuff like that, and we could still be friends. Like you made a girl meow. It's like yeah, but like isn't it crazy that I could say this to her and like everything's fine, and then he still just like wait, you made a girl meow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'd react to that, to be honest. Harry's a strong one for that. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, God gives his strongest soldiers the hardest uh, uh, commands, you know? I just, you just, you get in there, soldier. <laughs> Listen. Oh, you know what else I want to bring up? 
You know at how this you point, and I she could meow at me, growl, start scratching and throwing shit. And I'm like, I can make this work. <laughs> she could act like a literal fucking puma, and I'll be okay. I'll make it work. <laughs> I will think to myself as this is happening. I could fix her. Oh nope! I'm j- if anything, she'll just make me worse. But I, you know what? I'm, I'm game. <laughs> I can't even remember what I was about to bring up. <laughs> it's too much. Listen, don't ever put the idea that I could fix anyone on me. That's just not happening. <laughs> Lady, I can't even fix myself half the time. Oh, uh, what were we just talking about? <laughs> uh, made her meow, uh, tell her things that he couldn't tell him. Yeah, shit. I had something, but I can't remember Sorry. Now. Sorry. No, it was just so funny. It was so, Start talking was about the Hellcats, so... and all of a sudden... <laughs> uh, you know the Hellcats, the ones that you really need... You need at least one in your life. I'll tell you what was really kind of an awkward moment for me, but I just decided, ah, fuck it, I guess I'm jumping into the pool. <laughs> Harry and Sally are having this funny little moment. It's such a nothing moment in the whole movie, but for some reason, just this awkwardness kind of stuck out to me, where he's just, t- like, they're just hanging out, and he's just telling me, like, all right, we're going to talk like this, whatever, you know, and he says, oh, waiter, there's too much pepper in my paprikish, or whatever, and I'm just kind of sitting there watching, like, oh, this is a cute little moment, and he's telling her to repeat after him and all this stuff, so she's also trying to talk like this, and they're just like, paprikish, you know, I was just saying pepper, pep, you know, all that stuff. Meanwhile, while I'm watching this, you start mimicking him. <clears throat> Another person we're watching this starts mimicking him, and y'all can just y'all just keep going. He says stuff. Y'all, Billy Crystal says something. Y'all repeat after him. He says another thing. Y'all repeat after him. And I'm like, what's happening here? So I was like, I guess I'll just join them. And so you got a bunch of assholes in the Discord call, just talking like this and saying like, I want the pecan pie. <laughs> I need my pepper. <laughs> Okay, what? Very weird. I like how you brought that up because it did jog my memory. I don't know why, but what I want to bring up is like on this podcast, you and I have hated on some names before, you know? Like we've been some mean to some names. Yeah. Fucking Harry destroys any man named Sheldon. Oh, yeah, he does. I don't even have to add to it because fuck you, Sheldon. You've never gotten anyone off. (laughs) It's just like, it's just like. It's like, who have you had great sex with? And she's like, Sheldon. She's like, you did not have great sex with Sheldon. It's like, how would with you? It's like, Sheldon. <laughs> how would you know? Oh, yes, Sheldon. Give it to me, Sheldon. Ride <laughs> me, big Sheldon. Just the way he says it, it's just like, yeah, no, that is the least sexy name I have ever heard. <laughs> and talks about just like, so why did it end with get with Sheldon the Wonder Schlong? <laughs> If you need your root canal, Sheldon's your man. You know, have some help on your taxes? Call Sheldon. <laughs> you yeah. need the time of your life in the bedroom? You're not going to be yelling Sheldon's name. That is the most thorough takedown of a name that I've ever heard. I can't Never met this man before either. Just by his name. It's just like, nope, that man will never get laid in his life. He's right, though. Try calling out the name Sheldon in bed. Try that next time, Square, and see what happens. Oh, yeah, that's going to go great for me. I'll tell you all about this experiment. I can't wait to find out, because it will not be sexy in any way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
I'm so sorry to like honestly we're the ones saying fuck you to a lot of people named this but like I, this is the first time I'll be like hey I'm sorry to people named Sheldon you must have it pretty rough <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I've never seen it, but I'm pretty sure Big Bang Theory has turned it all around for Sheldon's around the world. I'm sure they've got a name they can be proud of now. Oh, yeah. Yep. Nope. Never gonna have to correct you on that ever. Good, because I don't think I'm wrong, but I also nope. have no way of verifying. You'd never be wrong, Kaz. You're always right. Why, thank you. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to imagine now. You're just like, yeah, give it to me, Sheldon. He's like, no, I just can't. I can't hear it. I just can't. Choke. Sorry. Choke I'm me, sorry. Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. So, Kaz? Yeah. <laughs> did you like it? I did. I did. I'm. I'm not gonna. Yeah, anyways, I'm not gonna go off on like a big fake orgasm scene, telling you how much I liked it. But um, it was a good movie. It was. Uh, it, it had surprising amount of depth, as I said before. For a short movie, uh, characters have time to kind of breathe and emote and develop, and yeah, yeah they really are complex characters. Um, and yeah, I was. I was uh, entertained the whole time. It was funny. It was sweet. It was. Um, it was uh, sadly relatable sometimes, except for the days of the week pants. Can't get can't get with that one. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. Hey, go Commando for Christ! You know it if is. You go Commando for Christ! If you take anything from this podcast, <laughs> then when we come out with merch, go Commando for Christ has got to be on a pair of undies. <laughs> or like or like one of those sweatpants where it just says that on the butt. <laughs> That would be great. <laughs> so, so square is? Yeah. So did you like it? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. I did enjoy this movie. Usually when I have to watch a movie a second time, it's because it's so bad I couldn't believe it and I need to get quotes for it. I legit watched this movie a second time because I actually kind of just wanted to watch it again, and I laughed still watching it by myself. I was like, this is such an enjoyable film. It's just a really well-done rom-com from the era when rom-coms were really kind of just, like, hitting their uh, hitting it just right, you know? And both characters fully bring these like or both actors bring these characters to life in a way that just, like, you don't always get like these seemed like real people in a sense, you know, and I I really much appreciate it. And I loved the score. I loved Harry Connick Jr.'s work. You know, I'm a sucker for big band music, so I was I was I was loving it. Uh, I'm I'm very happy that we finally watched the first like yes, we both really enjoyed this movie of the year. Oh yeah, it is, isn't it? Shit. Yeah, it's been two rough weeks, buddy. Equalizer wasn't rough. It was just kind of meh. It's been a while since we had just. It it hasn't been since like the the month of John Travolta where we were just watching bad movies back to back. You know. Yeah. Uh well, everybody, thank you so much for stopping by and listening to another episode of our show. Uh, Kaz, what do you got going on? Where can people find you? You can find me at the Twitch channel Second Respawn. That's twitch.tv forward slash Second Respawn. That's the number two, the letters ND, and the word Respawn. We're variety streamers. I've been doing horror games on Tuesdays and Sundays for Fearbuary. 
beer. Oh, anyways. Wow. But I also play, uh, so yeah, I've been doing Silent Hill for Tuesdays and uh, World of Horror on Sundays. But I also have been playing uh, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 with this guy. We're unfortunately hey, killing everyone. And this is not how I wanted it to go. But it is not of, my fault. It's kind I, of it's how not I my always, fault. It is all their fault. It's not how I wanted it to go, but it's kind of how I knew it was going to go. <laughs> First time. It is not my fault. I I wish I wish I felt like I had control sometimes in my life. Anyways, what about you? What makes you so special? What do you got going on in your life? Why are uh, you so damn marriageable? Sorry. <laughs> Well, um, if you want to know what's going on, just with like announcements and stuff, you can find me on Twitter at Sir Squarin, S-Q-U-A-R-I-N. And like Kaz said, you can now find me on Second Respawn every Monday as we are playing Baldur's Gate 3. Once Baldur's Gate 3 is over, unfortunately they will break up with me as I am the third wheel to their date night. Uh, but we all have to be ready for that moment when we realize like we are just the swinger they brought for that one threesome and they don't want to see you again. Uh... But I do have a, a really exciting announcement that I can finally actually really come forward with. Um, I have officially met with Kaz, Nan, Bubs, and our editor, Tucker. And we have had our first Zero session as we are formally bringing back the streams that we used to do uh, before I wasn't able to stream anymore into podcast form. We are doing a Dungeons & Dragons live play uh, titled Dungeon Daydreams. Uh, it is a full campaign. Uh, written by myself with a world I have created. Uh, they have created their characters. We have tested recording equipment, and we will have our first recording session in a month, as Tucker will then break down those sessions and release them in episodes as he can. This will be a show that will we can only do this with the time that we have because you know editing this is going to be a little bit harder than editing this podcast. So bear with us, and I hope you will be excited for this new project. Kaz, you know what time it is? Made it hard on Tucker for editing. We really ought to go back to that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we is haven't it, been mean to him. What the? Is f- it time to draw the new movie? It's time to draw the new movie. Oh, Kaz, this is my favorite time of the week now because I have no idea what the fuck we're gonna end up watching. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to just sift through them like sand, sifting through the fingers. Through the fingies. Literally papers. Okay. (laughs) I can tell this is one of the films that you and I have been looking to see, so that'll be exciting. The movie for next week is... Oh, shit! We're watching Rocky! Oh! Another romance! (laughs) No, but... What a coincidence as we watch Rocky to, you know, this will be our way to celebrate the life of uh, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers, yeah. Rest in peace, man. Rest in power, Carl Weathers. You were a great actor, and we will celebrate you next week with Rocky. Ta-da! Ta-da! Sorry, I gotta go. I got an early squash squash match tomorrow, so... uh, You don't play squash... Oh, are you... I, I thought we had something. Sorry, bye. Sorry, I got, a, <laughs> I got an early dentist appointment tomorrow. I'll see you later. Yeah!